stand by for pre-show banter. Yeah, the banter is on, and I gotta have the PC on because I gotta do some work for school. I set up a little piece of paper. You hear that? To try to block out the sound from the PC, so hopefully that'll work. I'm gonna start streaming. Ah! Ah! Get it? Like screaming, but it's streaming. Things are happening. Yo, buddy. Yo, lo, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, hey. good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening, G-Buff. And the internet, hello. Ouch. Yeah, check them out now. I think it sounds Fun. good. So, brother. What do you mean, no f- videos? I mean no you videos, because I, I got work swear. to do. I edited the swearing, then. Antonio, yeah, you ready? Yeah, huh? That's the worst name I ever heard. Uh, yeah, uh, come on, uh, get, get down. Do this work I gotta Welcome do. Welcome y'all to the veteran gamers. Juju, yeah, yeah, uh, the fellas uh, will tell you about on. every single uh, game uh, that we play this week. News, reviews, and an indie pick. Yeah. Stew story time and cheese game Ooh, breakers. Uh, Here comes come Duke on. with the soundbite saviors. I got the soundbites. I got the soundbites. Actually, I don't have any soundbites right now. I'm doing work. I'm just singing along. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom. That was me beatboxing, not the Duchess. Switch that console Switch that console up. Yo, 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 yo. Hello and welcome to episode 505 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 505. This is going to be awesome. I'm Duke. I'm Stu. And I'm Chinny's first replacement for the next two weeks. I'm assuming. And what is your name, good sir? My name is Antonio. Hello, everybody. Yes, uh, I'm back again. Yeah. I'm back again, That's again, right. again, 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 again. Hello, everybody. And Hello. Again. Hello, people. Yeah, because Chini, he's all he's well. I don't know whether he's on his way to America or he's actually in America or he's somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean. He's somewhere, or he's pretending to be somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean, and he's actually just slacking off and being yeah. lazy. Or the Pacific. I don't know which way they go to the, the you know, the that coast of America. I don't or think it would make any sense to go over the Pacific. No, that seems a long way, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, Atlantic it and then across America, I guess. Yeah, that thing. To get where the hell he is in California, eh? California knows how to party. And as Chini isn't here, there is something we should mention first up this week. Mm-hmm. Because Chinny accomplished his first live 147 on Snooker 19. Are you aware of this? I saw the thumbnail. I saw the thumbnail. Yeah. So he's done the 147. Do you know what? It was it was quite intense. What was weird, right? I obviously knew he did it. Because obviously I'd seen his post saying he'd done it. But watching it, I was like, is he going to do that shot? Is he going to do it? Does it. It is weird because you're sort of thinking, I don't know whether he's going to get that, but then you think, actually, he must get that because he gets he's the one four seven. Get it. You were wishing him ill, weren't you? You were like, I bet he messes up. I know. I kept thinking it was going to, but it was tense. I mean, he got so tense. Um, and towards the end of the break, he he actually turned all the chat off so he couldn't see comments people were making anymore, so he could fully concentrate. Because he's scared, um, that's why. Because he's a little wuss and he can't scurred. take the heat. We're getting a bit twitchy, twitch, twitch. But do you know what? I've got to give him huge props because it wasn't straightforward. You know, there there was a couple of 
hairy looking shots in all of it. You know what I mean? Where he had to really make a difficult shot to keep the break going. Yeah. So huge props. Yeah, huge I props mean that's a big guy. achievement. Well done, Chinny. We appreciate your achieving. And uh, uh, it, it seems like he's always got one of these things going, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, I got to get a chicken dinner solo on PUBG. I got to get a 743 yeah, yeah. on Snooker. I got to do a 528 on Rocket League or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't know what a 520 on Rocket Did you just make that up? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Yes, um, I did. The, what was kind of interesting is the person he was playing against is the one that cocked up his last 147 chance, you know, the oh, one yeah, who, huh? who conceded Gareth. Well, now that person doesn't have to feel bad that he cocked it up. No. Because he was I wonder, the same now, guy here's the, But here's the question, though. Did he throw the game? Did, did he? Heck, no. How do you know? <laughs> I think he would have uh, yeah, been in a lot of trouble had that happened. But no, he just know. sat out, obviously, and watched the, the break take shape, I guess, and uh. finish. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Chidi was kind of funny at the end of it. He just sort of sat there like a little bit shell-shocked. <laughs> like, you know, a bit almost like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've just done that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, pretty good achievement. So, massive props to Chidi. Shout out to you wherever the hell you are. If you listen to this when you're coming back, if you listen to it on holiday, which would be a bit weird. Um, yeah, early shout out. To the chin, getting the one four seven maximum break. Well done on the, the old chin. snooker. Yeah. Oh, there that's you go. I'm afraid that's the only snooker chat this week, though, fellas. If you're here for the snooker, I'm afraid you're gonna have to go. But boy, snooker nineteen this week. Suck it, snooker fans. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Uh, apologies to you, Antonio, because your vibe, cheapo vibe, did not come off. No, but whatever. I got the refund. It's all good. Weirdly enough. <laughs> VR headset recently and if I get a job I'm trying to go for I might get it because I'll have to pack light and I can't really take a big rig with me so Ooh. I am looking at the quest but don't you have I a switch if I get the job I want but don't you have a switch yeah. Antonio I do have a switch yes I thought but, that would know. be the g- gaming rig to go nope needs to be a oh, VR indeed, game indeed. it would go with me but you well, know a bit of variety it's not, in life, it's it's not variety it's not, VR. it's not VR it's not VR I know it's not VR but maybe while you're away from home for three days you can do without the VR bollocks more like a year, six months, but oh my god, we'll see okay, if I get fair the job. enough. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, get a job 18 months of VR goodness, that's what he needs. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't beat a quest, man. They, yeah, they just keep on making improvements constantly. There's stuff going on behind the scenes. They're oh, that's uh, right. Oh, yeah, god, I'm gonna have to put up with both of you. Why don't we get somebody in who doesn't like VR? I haven't played any VR this week, so... Yeah, so. That's not the point. Yeah. You're going to be nodding and a- agreeing with what Stu says. Of course he is. Of uh... course he is. Have you not rented out your VR yet from your local library? No, I didn't even look into that. It's the first week of school has been the last seven days. I've had no time to even take a poop. I ain't got time to be going You've out. You've no time to... So you bunged up with poop. Is that what you're telling <laughs> The Duchess us? says that she can f- confirm that that is not correct. But I haven't had a whole lot of time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, definitely there with a chisel poking your poop out or something. Okay. I guess it's time for a story time. My favorite time. It's story time. Story, story, story time. Go ahead, Antonio. Tell us a story. Uh, on, Antonio. Uh, freelancing. Yeah. I, I freelance now, so i got no fun stories. Uh, I can hint at the job I'm trying to apply for, I guess. Yeah. Got well, who's who's going to know? No one's going to listen to this. Who's you never know, man. We've got a lot of people wow. listening Actually, in. Duke, you might appreciate this. Uh, I am interviewing to be an English teacher in Japan. Are you serious? Wow. Nice. Yeah, I am, yeah. That's awesome. You should read my book if you get the job. 
I was actually <laughs> going to ask about that, yes. Yeah, that's Where right. Where can I find that books, books? Oh, are. you can find it at any good retailer of books, but especially you're going to want to check out Amazon.co.uk because they got it. Go. It's a link on so my website, just-text.org. You can find links and all sorts of stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Can I just confirm, Antonio, you did a degree in filmmaking media type stuff? Indeed, yeah, and I'm currently freelancing as an editor to pay the rent. Yeah, yeah, which is fine because that's connected to what you're doing, but you're going for a job as a teacher. Yeah. Which is not connected in any way, shape, or form to any sort of filmmaking that's unless right, I'm it's mistaken. It's a way to get paid and it's a yeah. good job. I've been through the five stages of grief about that already and I'm, I'm on the <laughs> acceptance part now, so yeah. If only you knew so, somebody but... who ran a movie-making company and they could maybe give you a job. Chenny, yeah, you're a you bum. Know. Hire Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, going back. So Japan, you say? Yes. You couldn't just go down a conventional get a UK type thing. They're begging for people to go uh, to Japan and teach. I know. That, yeah, there's a lot of jobs in Korea, Asia, or Asia in general, to be honest, that want right. English teachers. And I, I went for that. And if I get... The interview, and they say yes. I might go. I'm, I'll and, probably only go for six months. And if you go to Japan, like you can get all the Naruto stuff you want. You could get crazy Pokemon that's not it, available in the. It's UK. better than that because if I'm if I'm going to go there one day anyway, because it's on my bucket list of places to go. Why not go there and live there for a bit? Actually, earn some money there, work, get that's used to the culture, right. and then if I like it, stay. If I don't, move on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But also, I, I'm sorry. No, go on, carry on, carry on. I was saying, I'm picking a, a lower-end contract so that I can still do video editing and filmmaking on the side. Word. So I'm trying to balance the two things at once. Now, can I ask another question, Ryan? This might sound like yes. a really stupid question, but do you speak Japanese or do you not need to speak Japanese? You to don't teach? need to. That's literally the first thing any of the applications says. You don't need to. But, of course, I would take the, the extra mile and learn at least the basic 1,000 words and, you know, a bit of katakana. But yeah, that's just to, just so I can go up and say, does this have veal in it or something? So I know I'm not going to die, you know. Well, just you to don't, be safe. No, can, can we just confirm you don't die if you eat veal? It's probably I know, not but I'll die inside. Ethical. Zinger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not Thank very you. ethical. Thank you. Uh, but you yeah, definitely won't right die. No, you learn things every day. A little baby cow would die. A little baby cow. I'll have yeah. the baby guts. Right. Okay. Yeah, so well, good luck on that, Antonio. We hope you get the job. And uh, I don't have any stories to tell. I've been working for the last seven days on getting my classroom and classes going, and it's been hectic as all get out. But don't worry, I've been playing some games, so I got things to talk about, people. Don't you worry. Still, you got a story mm -hmm. to tell? Not really. And Where I are you got going? Something that's story time's over, isn't it? That's completely non-related to what video games. What a shock. But I was quite interested in weird, like weird. I don't even know what word to use. But we we took Millie to the first viewing of a university yesterday. Oh snap! Oh. There we go. Now I've never been to university, so I mm. didn't know what to expect at all. What I had in my head was lots of grey buildings that have classrooms in and stuff, and lecture halls and things. And there is that, but. There was so much more. It was like a, it, it had a Greg's. A university had a Greg's and a Subway. Sorry, what's a Greg's? Most have, um, a Greg's is like a store where you can go and buy pasties and stuff. Oh. My one had a Starbucks and four Costas. So, yeah. Yeah. This had like, they have a farmer's market on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Which it's a brave new world weird. for kids now with the schools. They're different. Than I know. They were back in the day. 
they have they had six restaurants you could go and eat in. They had each they had like six uh, eight different colleges within the university, and each one has its own bar. It was mm-hmm. I was completely taken aback. It was this does not sound like a fancy expecting. one. I only had one bar, a pitiful one bar. I'm afraid in my one. Oh no, this had nine bars. So there Please. were nine separate nine separate colleges, and each one had its own bar, and they were all differently themed. Yes. So it was just the weirdest place ever. It was kind of cool, but just not what I was expecting at all. And I'm like, I I mean, I've never been to university, so I obviously didn't know what to expect. But I was like, I'd go here. This is cool. Um, so, yeah, it, it was kind of an interesting day. So we're trying to persuade Millie to get her ass there and, and jobs are good, one, I guess. So, yeah, so not really a story, but, you know, and I'm, I'm sure nobody's interested about my daughter going to university. Duke, go. Okay, so I've been playing Human Resource Company or whatever it's called. Human Resource Corporation, maybe? I don't remember what it's called. Machine. Human machine. Resource Machine. Machine. Right. Yeah, this is that. For those who don't remember, this is... And I'm sorry, I can't put video up, people. I got too much schoolwork to be doing at the same time. Um, but it's a game where you... It's basically a programming game. And uh, you have a little guy who runs around and you write code on the right-hand side of the screen. Stuff comes up the left. You have to deal with it and then put it out on the right. So it starts off real easy. You know, whenever a number comes up, uh, you, you know, um, put it in the outbox. I think that's like the first one. It's just straight input output. And then it becomes, you know, whatever number comes up, add the next number up. So you add one to it and then, you know, whatever. Um, but it's gotten really complicated. So like the last one I did, it said whatever number comes up, separate its digits and then put the digits into the outbox. So if it's 625, you have to put the number 6, and then the number 2, and then the number 5. And it's it requires so much coding. I think about it at first, and then I'm like, okay, I think I can just do it this way. And then it's like, eh, no, it didn't work like that. So I tried this other way. Eh, it didn't work like that. And I was just like, ah. Oh. So eventually I got it to work, and I was very proud of myself because I made it work without having to look up a hint. It just took a long time, and it was a lot of trial and error, but I made it work. And as soon as I got, you know, you get done, it does that thing I mentioned last week of uh, telling you you should shoot for 25, you know, lines of code. And then mine was 48, and then it said, okay, now how many steps did it take? Uh, You should shoot for 150, and mine was like 380 or something. And then you can go back and try to make it smaller or quicker. And I was just like, nope, I did it. I'm good. Moving on. So I've reached the point where I don't even care about how fast or how small the code is. Wow. I just don't get these types of games because you just, I mean, even watching it, it, I mean, like we said last week, this is a cool looking machine. I mean, the machine and game, the art style looks great. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything's really cool about it, but it just made my head hurt. It's it's so funny because it's not a game in the traditional sense. It makes my head hurt just looking at, well, just you talking about doing it. Oh, yeah, sure. And it's funny because I've never I've done a little bit of coding. Like I learned HTML back when it first appeared in front of me in 1991. Uh, I guess it was 1993 when I first learned HTML. But you know I've kept up with CSS. But I never learned Java. I never learned how to make video games. So I feel like I have a little taste of it in my blood, but not a lot. So once it started getting complicated, I was like, huh? 
And I had to look up one solution just for a hint. You know, we talked about this last week. I needed a hint on one of them. But since last week, I haven't had to look up hints, which I'm really proud about. But I wouldn't have thought it would be my kind of game. It's just that because it's so accessible, because it holds your hand at first and sort of leads you to it, now I feel like I've got a better understanding of code. So maybe I would be good at coding. I don't know. I have no idea how this is related to coding at all. Because you're putting numbers in boxes. How is right, that because that's, to that's what coding is. Coding is saying, look, you get this thing from over here. You need to send this thing over there. That's all coding is, right? It's ones and zeros. It's taking ones and zeros and turning them into pictures and sounds and, you know, colors and whatever. Like, that's all HTML coding is. You you take ones and zeros. You know, you, you have the... Yeah, like binary. Binary, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's binary code. And then, you know, you... You use the binary code to combine with other binary code, and then you can get an A, and then you can get a B, and then you can get a C, right? You keep doing that. You eventually get all the letters of the alphabet. Well, then you can make any word you want, and then you assign numbers to colors. That's the hex code that's you know used for websites and whatever, and it just goes from there. Wow. So. See, no idea because I've never done it. I have no clue that's what. See, the the only basic I've done like very basic code on a ZX81. Yeah. You, and it was more basic. of a if this happens on line one, then do what's on line three. Yeah. Well, this is the same basic idea. It's just it's it's a lot more code and it just gets a lot more. You have more tools available to you now than you used to. So, you know, in a way, this is kind of like the basic stuff that we used to program back in the, in the day. It's just that it's more, there are more options available to us. And I remember when I was a kid, I had a video game on the Apple IIe. Anybody out there play the Apple IIe? Uh, called Rocky's Boots, which taught kids about, like, basic logic systems, you know, AND gates, OR gates, stuff like that. And I loved that game when I was a kid. And it helped me to understand, you know, formal logic systems. And this is sort of along those same lines. It's just that this has you doing a lot more, and it's not as visual. So, yeah. You see, if I looked at this game, I would have no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it now, and I'm still like, no idea what, what he, he's like, putting numbers and then banging them together and but it's, stuff. But it's, it's, it's also trial and error, so you can't access it. So it's the kind of game that's really hard to understand by looking at it but when you do it well at least i did when i did it for the first time i was like oh i see how this is gonna work so i hear you and i i think when i looked at the trailers and everything i was like i don't know i'm taking a chance but again it was probably like two dollars when it was on sale so i was like i'm gonna give it a shot and i'm really glad i did because i'm having a lot of fun with it human resource machine that's my first game of the week who's next game of the week uh, go on, Antonio. You are the guest. Right. Yeah, okay. Go Do we go the heavy Are you going to be doing a game with ones and Hold zeros on. and stuff? Okay. Do you want one that has a three at the end or a five? Oh, Jesus. Five. Um, five. Do the five. No, five. Yeah, I know what this Gears is. Gears of War be. five. Oh, yeah. snap. So, Gears yeah. of War, baby. Um, which isn't officially out yet, but I have Game Pass Ultimate, which means <gasps> I'm doing what nearly everyone else does and just got Game Pass Ultimate because it's really good. Um, what do you want to know about then? The multiplayer the new escape mode of the story since those are the things i played so escape, mode. Story. escape mode no no no. talk about the escape story mode. shut that? up shut story. up go on escape, mode. Uh, oh, escape I, mode. I, eric was back eric was back <laughs> okay. um okay. so the escape mode is a free player cult thing where basically you let yourself get captured and you wake up in the hive of the enemy you plant a bomb and you got to escape 
it's oh. it seems cool on paper and it's all right but i don't see much replayability in this once you've done a hive a couple times apart yeah. from maybe speed running right i will say though they've added i think it's nine difficulties now in total oh my goodness um so like each difficulty you go up there's a new ab- ability the enemy has or you're weaker or bullets are weaker or you is have it, is it the same ammo. scenario every time or is it different areas that you do it um different areas you can do it in but if you pick okay. this level it's always you start here if you pick this level, you know. So there are set levels. Um, you can create your own levels, which is pretty sick. Um, but, yeah. The one thing I do love, though, is there are classes. And if you pre-order, you can play as Sarah Connor from the Terminator, which oh, is nice. pretty cool for me. Can, you reload, your, can awesome. you reload your shotgun with one hand? Oh, I should check that. But yeah. she does um, She does actually speak. And when you do kill someone, she does say, you're terminated, which is funny nice. once. And it gets kind of annoying once you, you, know, no, you kill someone. If it's funny once, it's funny quiet. always. If it's oh, funny and, and also, it's... if you play as the enemy, you play as a, a T-800. Which nice. Oh, 800. Um, we can't be the T-1000? Well, cool. I mean, talking of Terminator, I saw the tr- the first time I've seen the trailer for the new Terminator Dark Fate film today. Yeah, and... Uh-huh. It looked pretty good. Right. I, went, I saw a double bill of Terminator 1 and 2 recently at the cinema, actually, because I'd never seen them before. What? You never wow. saw Terminator 2? Terminator 1 I thought was fine. Terminator 2 I thought was absolutely wicked. That's what I think. Yeah, Terminator, the original Terminator doesn't really hold up very well these days. It might be. It it looks a little bit ropey. I mean, when when Millie first watched it, she's like, that's such a fake eye. (laughs) You know, and he cuts his eye thing out. She's Mm. like, it doesn't even look like a real person. And I think she was probably only about 13 or 14 at the time. So she was just like, man, this is rubbish. Terminator 2, uh, though, I thought was fucking wicked. Yeah, Terminator I also got to see um, Apocalypse Now at the cinema for the first time. I saw the final wow. three and a half hour cut. That was nice. wicked. That is a good Anyway, movie. video games. Video games, yes. Yeah, so the escape mode is fine. It's free player and it's surprisingly tough. Um, but I'll see how it goes in, you know, after a couple more playthroughs. Uh, the multiplayer. Have you played Gears? Yeah. yeah. And you played the multiplayer. It's, you know, it's it's refined. It knows, you know what you're getting into when you play a multiplayer game of Gears. I love it. But it doesn't really shake up the formula at all, really. But you can play as um, two characters from Halo Reach as well. So, nice. yeah, have some fan service, I guess. Has, uh, it still, has it still got the Horde mode? Yeah, it's still got Horde. I've yet to play that yet, so I want to play it with my old group of friends who I used to play Gears with. Um, yeah, that has that's what my mate, that's literally well. all he plays. He just plays Horde mode constantly. It's weird to say that Insane is now, like, middle tier of difficulties, though. So Insane is, like difficulty five or six out of the nine difficulties now wow so, so what's the got, top difficulty called has he got a name uh, i i don't remember Just i want to say level like, inconceivable. Nine i think it's called inconceivable wow that's just I ridiculous what's the you keep using that word serious? i do not think it means what you think it means <laughs> um and finally the story mode so i am on the end of act two and so far i am genuinely loving it it's a very actual interesting story mainly because you don't play as marcus's son for very long you play Mm -hmm. as him to kind of set up the story and afterwards you then play as kate and i'm currently in the bit that most people are talking about which is the open worldy style area right um so if you've seen the trailers there's a bit where you uh, see kate and another guy basically wind sailing on a weird looking vehicle that's the bit you're on and it's kind of a semi-open world so you can do the main story if you want, and there's some little side objectives. That's nothing new in video games, but for Gears, this is kind of a big deal, I feel. Uh, it looks bloody wicked. It runs pretty dang well on the Xbox One, I must say. I have a base Xbox One now, since my Xbox One X went kaput. And wow, what happened to that, then? Oh, I got it refurbished, and, you know, it's always a risk getting shit refurbished. 
and I was like, I'm not dealing with this. So uh, my plan was just to buy it for Resi- Resident Evil 2. I had my fun of it. It broke. I got another one in. It broke in two weeks. I went, ah, screw this. My Xbox One still works. Just, yeah, whatever. I might get it one day again, but it all depends on if the um, Infinite... Is it the Infinite, the new console? Is that what it's called? Search yeah. The new Xbox. If, if it's yeah, that. If that's good. Uh, if that's not we'll good, I might get one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say, like... I wouldn't have bought this if it wasn't for Game Pass because I like to wait for Gears games after Gears 3 because Judgment was yeah, and Gears 4 I waited years to play because Gears 4 I thought was the worst in the series it was pretty boring pretty drab in terms of colours and it really feels like they've learnt because visually I love Gears 5 the first thing you get to explore is a cave with just this is minor aesthetic details here and I'm sorry but beautiful colours and a beautiful light just coming down which is a lovely co- contrast to Gears 4, which was very murky, very boring, very drab. And I get it's a war game, but it's nice to, you know, explore snow, snowy vistas, and a lovely vehicle for once in a shooting game. Unless you're playing Metro, but, yeah. Uh, Lost Planet 2, hello! Oh, God. Okay, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, you're welcome, yeah, John Mouse. Common. What, what? Um, but yeah, Gears 5, if you have Game Pass, I'd say at least give it a shot, because the story, story is definitely interesting, and having Kate just be the main character in and of itself is enough to shake up the formula a lot. Like, yeah. I genuinely like Kate, and her story is pretty interesting so far. It might go shit, but so far, four hours into the story, I'm really enjoying it. It's a good sign. Even yeah, if yeah, it man. wasn't written by uh, Tom Bissell. I, his name was in the credits. I think oh, he was really? the head writer. Interesting. Is yeah, that did, true? Because I saw him in the credit and actually for a view duke. <laughs> nice. Wow. I'll check now live, but I'm pretty darn sure. I am also checking live. With my horrible keyboard. Tom Bissell, gear yeah. writer. Wow. How about so there you go. It was written by Tom Bissell. That's why the story's so good. I never played Judgment, but uh, Judgment's fine. It is yeah. eh, whatever. What but Gears Five, so far, if it continues the way it's going for me, best in the series so far, because it cool. really feels like they're listening to all the issues from Gears Four, which was it was quite boring. Yeah. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, okay, on to me. I've been playing the Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Medan. Right, I passed thing. on this. I'm very and, curious to hear what you say. Yeah, inter- interesting. I finished it. Uh, I started playing it with Millie mm-hmm. in in the sort of pasta controller mode. That does pasta look cool, controller. Actually. Oh, pasta yeah, movie controller. mode. Or something. It's called movie night. Movie night. Uh-huh. It's called movie night. Uh, so basically what you could do, you can have up to five players and you each play a different character in the game. So each time the bit of game comes up, you pass the controller over to the person who's playing that character. Yeah. Now, it doesn't work that well with two people, though, mm-hmm. because you have to assign all the characters to the two players. So one person has three characters and one person has two characters. So in practice, it doesn't work quite as well as you'd expect. Because what happens is, it, what, or what can happen is, you might end up with the three characters you've got having three bits of the game before the other person gets a chance to play. Yes. Depending on how the story pans out and which character's up next. So it, it would have been better just to do switch between the two people you know just each play whatever comes up next so that it kind of didn't work as well as it, it could have done then it it did a weird glitch when i stopped playing the game and then came back to it it it, it had unass- unassigned it so it was still doing the movie night mode to where we'd saved up to but 
the players that have been assigned were no longer assigned anymore, so it just said next player up. Mm. So that was a bit weird. So that kind of happened. Millie got bored, so it was kind of like, no, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Awesome. So I ended up having to play on my own as solo, but in the movie night mode. <laughs> so it was it was all a little bit weird. Yeah. It was all a little bit the the voice acting is excellent. So I would have said the voice acting is great. Graphically it looks really, really good. Uh character animations are a little bit weird in places, but overall look pretty good. But the control scheme's a bit weird, it's a little bit tanky. It did. It did remind me a little bit of Deadly Premonition. The controls. Oh jeez! Did you hear the news? By the way, it's coming out. Yes, I did. We'll come to that. We're not in the news. Sorry, sorry, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Deadly Premonition two. Yep. So it was a bit weird controlling when you were, and it's really, really dark. Because that's the way the world is, man. That's a dark world. He said. I feel like I'm watching Game of Thrones again. Yeah, it's and so I said, dark. Why? What do you mean? She went, because I can't see what's it's happening. It's so dark. The world is dark. And it's, they're almost like these fixed screens where you move around inside of them. Yeah. So it, it's it's a little bit of a weird control scheme, and it doesn't always... And, for instance, if you walk into a corridor, it obviously changes the camera angle to you walking down the corridor then. Mm-hmm. If you if you say walking down towards yourself and you pull the you're pulling the controller towards yourself, but you were pushing up when you went into the corridor, it'll carry on walking towards yourself by pushing up. But if you let go of the analog stick and then push up again, it'll go back out instead of so you have to then switch which the direction which you you press the analog stick is very odd. That is weird. A very odd choice of how to control the characters. Um, so that was a bit weird. The story itself was sort of all right. Some bits didn't make sense. Some bits were really good. There's a bit on the boat at the beginning, which was really good and really well done. Uh, really tense, really interesting setup. Uh, but once you get to the main ship bit, so do you know the story? This isn't really a spoiler. So the setup of the story is you get kidnapped by pirates in the sea when you're going diving and then get taken to this big ship that's a bit spooky and stuff <laughs> so that's kind of the basic setup but the bit when the pirates come to the boat is really well done uh, and I really like that and there was some tense stuff you do feel at any moment if you cock something up something bad could happen oh it's going down people yeah so what's, what's also kind of interesting is it relies a lot on quick time events uh-huh. But so much so that if you cock up a quick time event, you can actually end up getting a character killed just by messing up a quick time event, which feels a bit cheap, really. Yeah. Did you play so, Until Dawn? I did. But I loved Until Dawn. Okay, yeah, because so far it's just retraining old ground, it seems like, just with a new Yeah, scenario. yeah, control-wise, it's very similar. You know, okay, and okay. The, the setup's very similar. Uh, they've added some interest, because in, in, in Until Dawn, they'd had this weird mechanic of having to hold the controller as still oh, as you could. That was like the Achilles heel of the game for me. I really didn't yeah, like that. Yeah. Now, there's a, there's a similar mechanic in this with a heartbeat thing. Right. So if, if there's someone, say, stalking you and you have to hide... You've got to control your breathing by by matching the heartbeat on screen. Uh-huh. But obviously it gets quicker and quicker, and it's really difficult. That's because <laughs> like, that's the way it is in real life, man. Super difficult to do. Um, so, yeah, I, couple, I cocked up a couple of those, but l- luckily not to any 
great detriment. Yeah. So a couple of those were cocked up. And, yeah, I think I've actually got, having finished the game, an ultra-rare trophy. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that only 0.4% of people who played the game got. Well, so why did that's you get, how good. did you get it? How, what did I have to do to get it? I'll tell you what I had to do to get it. Got everybody killed. Oh, I was actually going to joke that. <laughs> so, so the reason I got the ultra-rare trophy you is because... What's it called? Because I sucked and not a single person survived. What's the trophy called? Is it like, really, man? Or something like that. I can't remember what it is. I actually can't remember what it's called. But, yeah, it didn't didn't end well, shall we say. One of the the deaths I was proper perplexed about because it happened completely off screen. So you just come across the body with no real explanation as to how they ended up dying. Huh. Made no sense whatsoever. So I was just like, well, that's a bit weird. Because so, I couldn't have stopped that from happening because I, there was no control over that character at the time when they were killed. So I'm not sure what caused that. Uh, and I, I didn't feel like I'd done because I didn't do anything. So that was a bit annoying. So one character died that way. Um, another character seemed to die just because of a, a chosen dialogue, just because of the dialogue choice that I chose. So I was like, that's feels a bit cheap you know i just said the wrong thing and shit went down yeah so that happened and then and obviously i don't want to spoil it because obviously i spoil the game but then yeah i thought that some had survived and then there was an after scene cut scene and no one survived so there you go the kick in the nuts in it was that like pre or post credits uh post credits oh that's a kick in the nuts in it yeah, oh, yeah, I've done well. Oh, never mind. There she goes. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And then, yeah, it was as bad as I thought. That's annoying because Until Dawn, I actually love the credit scene because it, it shows everyone's reactions who are still alive, obviously, to your choices and what they did to the other people around them. I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So uh, this doesn't seem like uh, I thought it'd be Until Dawn, but better. Seems no, like it's it, the opposite. It, yeah, it's not as good as Until Dawn. That's a shame to hear. Sad. It wasn't that scary either. It tried to be scary. There were a couple of half-decent jump scares along the way, you know. But it wasn't... It didn't even feel that creepy, really. Like I said, the best bit... I would have said the best bit of the game was on the boat at the beginning, you know, when, when shit's going down on the boat. That that all worked really, really well. You know, it made, it made sense. But it seems to sort of falter once you actually get to the meat of the story, to the main bit. And it took probably about four or five hours, I guess, to complete. And and I'm assuming there's lots of other different ways that things could pan out. Uh, And they've got this really cool thing called the curator. Because they've done it a bit like Tales from the Crypt. So there's going to be, I think, three more of these games or four of these games, these little short story games. Uh... And there's a guy called the curator who comes on every now and again to sort of comment on how you're doing. Mm. And he basically records the story you've created in a book. Mm. Interesting. So that was kind of interesting. And he was he was really well voice acted as well. So he was really cool. Uh, So there are things to like about the game, but I'd struggle to recommend it, really. Not unless you're really a massive fan of Until Dawn and. You want a bit more of the same, but not quite up to the same quality. I think I'll pass and keep past 
uh, keep keep it passed until it's all out. So are you saying it'll be episodic or more games yeah, after this? No, no, no. there's going to be more games, but sort of different oh, in this stories. Series. Set oh, I'm, in I'm sorry, I got a bit you. Like, say, a bit like Tales from the Crypt. I got you, I'm sorry. Uh, where you sort of have an overarching crypt keeper and he sort of presents okay. you with a new story. There was a sort of next on the Dark Pictures anthology and it was a completely different type of story. Hmm. So, but I'll not, again, I'll not spoil that because that's a, that's a post-credits thing as well. So you get a little bit of a trailer for the next game that's coming in the series next year. I'd imagine they'd be quite loosely connected then, otherwise your story would be quite fucked since everyone's dead. So, no, they're not. No, like yeah. I say, I think they're literally, literally, just. I think I'm stories. looking a bit too deep into this. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a bit like Stephen King short, like a uh, novella oh, okay. collection. So they're all completely enough, different enough. stories, but just connected by the fact it's the curator who's presenting them. Apologies, I was looking at the wrong end of the stick there. Yeah, you were. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't think these are in any way, shape, or form connected from a character point of view they're just connected because of the anthology okay fair enough there you go but like overall like i say it's good but now it's on ebay and it's getting sold so yeah fair yeah enough. yeah straight on the ebay uh back over to you duke yeah so another game i've been playing is katana zero which as Ooh. people will remember from last week a uh, fast moving game that's sort of like I said last week, it's three quarters Hotline Miami, one quarter uh, Mark of the Ninja, and it's mm-hmm. all very frenetic and frustrating, and you have to do each level a whole bunch of times. And uh, yeah, but it's 2D and it's hack and slash sword style, and it's really fun, but it's really frustrating. Um, the the end game is getting really hard. Like I, w- I kind of wanted to be done with it by now. And if it weren't the first week of school, I probably would be. But you know, when I get home from school, I'm not looking for something this frustrating. So I'll do a little level here. I'll do a little level there. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's just it's it's a grind. It requires some. You know, I had to do the most recent level that I finished. I had to do it at least. It was at least 50 times. Like it's just rock hard. And, uh, you know, at first I couldn't even tell what my first move ought to be because there's like six people with guns and you have to slow down the time and hit one bullet just right and then duck out of the way and hit another bullet just right. And it's and you run out of, you know, slow down time juice. So it's uh, yeah, it's intense, but it's good. I really like it. Katana Zero. I don't have a lot to say about it this week. Hopefully next week I'll be done with it, but I'm not making any promises, but it is good. I'm really enjoying it. Very well. Yeah, so Celeste will be perfect for you then. Yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to need a little break between this and Celeste, but uh, I did get yeah, Celeste. It was game. on the um, Epic Game Store for free. This week, I didn't get either of the free games on Epic Game Store. One of them was The End is Nigh, which looked kind of like a Super Meat Boy clone. And I'm, again, I'm, I've got plenty of very, very difficult games, so I'm good. Oh, you should have got Abzu, man. Yeah, I looked at Abzu and I was, eh, I've heard a lot of mediocre reviews of it, and I'm just like, you know what, I got. I don't think you'd like it, Duke, personally. I've played it. It's from the art director. You could chill, though, to that. That's a chill game. I could chill to Minecraft. I don't need a different game to chill. I don't know, whatever. If I didn't have 100 million games to play, I might have gotten Abzu, but I'm just drowning in games. Like, every week I've got another game. And I, yeah. Sorry, it's a game about swimming. You're right. It is a funny joke that I did not intend. I mean, I did intend it. I'm a very funny person. So anyway, that's it for me from Katana Zero. 
My uh, turn. Yeah, Antonio. It is indeed. Back to it you, buddy. So, sorry, Duke. Your keys are free. Oh boy, go ahead. That's fine. I'll get some work done. I'll go ahead and talk about it. So, so it's a big time for Yakuza fans. So I got into it. I'm I'm a newbie. I got into it with zero. So I've been playing it since like 2016, and um, I've been playing them in chronological order. And I'm one of those guys that plays or watches stuff in chronological order. And the reason that I hadn't played free until now is because it was somewhat censored in the UK. They had a lot of content cut out. I've played that cut content now. It's bleh, whatever. I should have not waited really, but. Um, they released three, four, and five on the PS4 in like a remaster trilogy. Uh, sorry, um, yeah, remaster trilogy. Uh, three is out now. Four comes out October 26th or 29th, yeah, and is, um, yeah. five comes out on February 20th, I believe, or sometime in February. It's they have a lovely physical edition, but I didn't want to wait, so I bought it digitally. It's definitely the worst Yakuza game I've played so far. I oh, haven't played snap. Dead Cells, which is like a zombie game. Yeah, that's that, terrible. You know, I barely got into Dead Cells. I played it, it and I was like. Ugh. It just didn't even feel like a proper Yakuza game. It just it felt looks like, like spin-off for spin-off's sake, you know. Yeah, it was not good. I, I can't, I can't recommend it in any way, shape, or form. It was, the, it is the worst in the series. Yakuza is the worst mainline game I've played so far. Yakuza Free, that is, but it's still fun. It's basically the story is about the main character Kiryu opening an orphanage. I won't say any more than that. And because it's Yakuza, he ends up getting caught in some kind of lovely shenanigans involving, you know. The Yakuza. Go figure. It's fine. Like I'm literally playing it because I want to do the entire series. And I'd still say Zero is the best one I've played so far. But I've been hearing talk that 5 is is, a, is as good or better than Zero. So I'm looking forward to that. It's just nice to play it in 1080p 60 FPS, though. It, I really do think the 2009 graphics hold up surprisingly well. Yeah, because this isn't this isn't like Zero. No, it's not remastered in a new no. engine. It's literally 1080p 60 FPS. Boom, and there's no censored content, which was like a massage parlor mini game and sub story. It's whatever. I don't that sounds amazing. And something about a transgender character that was removed at the time is back in now, I believe, and that's literally it. So I didn't really need to wait, but whatever. I get you know, on the PS4. That's nice. Um it's fine like i'm having fun don't get me wrong but it's so weird going from zero to one to sorry zero to kawami to kawami two to to three because every time the control scheme is a little bit different the fighting changes between every game and it does kind of get annoying and this one's the worst so far because you know it's a 10 year old game now they were still getting used to how to do the fighting game fighting rights and it's a bit ropey but i'm just grateful to be playing it and also it i am glad they just kept it as the ps3 graphics because they actually have a screenshot of yakuza 2 and yakuza 1 in the game like the original interesting fuck they look bad <laughs> they look bad well we've oh god way, yeah baby. the original yakuza like yakuza uh, and yakuza 2 were old they're old games they're, they're old. very old games i think 2005 yeah uh, was yakuza 1 on the ps2 and it wasn't a nice looking ps2 game it's no metal gear solid 2 or something it, yeah. it looks bad so, but yeah. yeah, I'm really surprised on how good this game looks considering it's 10 years old. The PS3, man, it did have a bit of horsepower into there. It was just oh, yeah, very the weird to develop towards, for. Towards the end of its life cycle was, you know, once developers worked out how to bloody develop for the weird core architecture that they had on it, mm-hmm. um, the, the games that came out on it did look pretty impressive. But it, it just took developers so long to get their head around how to program for it because of this weird light system that they had going. I will say, the, I think the, the biggest annoying point for me is the story of Yakuza 3, mainly because it's an orphanage, and since it's an orphanage, there's a bunch of kids. 
I think two of the kid characters, apart from Haruka, which is the main kid in the series, they're they're fine. Besides that, all the kids are really irritating. They have all like main story missions that involve you just fetch questing stuff or trying to teach them basic life lessons, and it really does get irritating because it is one of those games where you're constantly tapping X, you know, to skip dialogue and you know to read it. And uh, some of the conversations last fucking minutes upon minutes, and it's really annoying. Going, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh-huh. Oh, be be sure to share. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, it gets annoying after a while, man. Yeah. But it is fun. And they I'm recently the part I'm at, I think is near the end-ish. They just open up the Coliseum, which is my favorite thing to do in Yakuza. The Coliseum is literally a cage fight. And it's so yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Even even though Yakuza 3 is, you know, quite rough in the combat, the combat is still really, really fun. But I'm just playing it so I can get to four, then five, and then finally six. And then Judgment. And then seven. Oh, there's a lot of Yakuza games. Yes, there are. There is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of Yakuza games. Is there, do you have anything in the news about Yakuza 7, actually? Because I know Verberob, for example, would like to hear about that. Yeah, nothing that I've heard. Oh, um, it's going to be a turn-based RPG. Oh, God, no, I do know about No, I'm telling complete lies, actually. I do know about... Uh, Okay. Uh, Yakuza 7 because they did it as an April. No, no, that's for the news section. We're talking about what yeah, we've been sorry. playing. Sorry, I'm so excited. I talked about the news earlier. Well, you're going to have to wait yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It just came to me now. I do remember reading the story about yeah, we're it. We're all excited about Yakuza 7. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Yakuza 3, that's me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm going to talk about the game that I played probably the most this week. Oh, go on. Beat Saber. Which is. Which is Telling Lies. Telling Lies. Oh, oh, this is the Her Turn sequel. It is. Her, her story. Right. Uh, but yeah, Telling Lies. It really is like swallowing the pill and going down the rabbit hole. Dude. It is... I have got here at the side of me, right? I have got an A4 piece of paper that has just reams upon reams of keywords written on it. Ah. Um, pretty much fr- like it happened in, i remember that with yeah yeah in her story some of these things i've not even searched yet unlike her story you know with her story you got to a certain point in the game where you'd put a search phrase in and you'd just get the same clips that you'd already seen yeah mm-hmm. this it's just constantly throwing up new clips dude and it does this weird and i can't remember whether her story did this as well but it'll say you'll put a keyword in and it'll say five of 14 clips containing this word only five are shown so it only ever you know, shows you, can still you five only see, yeah you can still only see the five you can still only see five even though there's 13 that have that keyword in them right, right. so you know there's more to look at but yeah. you, you've got to find other keywords to look at the and is it clear it, what you have already watched and what you haven't not really. Ah, that's there's, there's, there's sort of three key stories going on. Okay. Uh, so you know you you know which obviously clips, and some of the clips overlap on different stories. If that kind of there's one central character that is involved in three separate storylines. Yeah, should I, I say? You. That makes sense. Uh, but it's a little bit like playing Digital Fish. Digital Fish. It, yeah, like I said last week, because you get one half of the conversation and then you've got to try and find the other half of right, the conversation. Right. Yeah. And then obviously once you've put the two together, you know what the whole conversation was. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sometimes you're trying to guess what the other person may have said that you can search. So you, the, the keywords aren't always 
in the clip you're watching, sometimes you've got to try and work out what they may have said right. to search to find that particular clip. Yeah. So that's that's kind of an interesting mechanic. Also, I've had one big revelation. Okay. So don't, what, I've don't. already. I don't want any spoil. I don't really want well, any information. Of course, no spoilers. That's not the point. But I'm just saying, I've, I've found in one of the particular storylines, there's already been one kind of biggish revelation. Okay. And I know what, in essence, one of the storylines is, but not why. Aha. Uh-huh. So I'm slowly building a picture of the main character yeah. and what he's kind of up to. Sure. And how many you know, hours so, would you say you've played it so far? How long? Yeah. Uh, quite a long time, I guess. Probably a good four hours, maybe. Yeah, that's cool. But what's interesting is some of the clips are enormous. Yeah. So some of them, when I say enormous, but they, but they can be sort of the longest ones are around seven, eight minutes long. Yeah. So you're watching an eight minute clip, but I have the same issues as I had when I started playing it last week, really, and it's it's starting to become slightly irritating now. Mm. Is the just the the searching the clips because it it goes to the part of the clip where the keyword is said. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't play the clip from the beginning. It goes. Oh, right. It can sometimes be seven minutes into an eight-minute clip when the yeah. keyword's been said. Right. So when it go when you play the clip, it starts at seven minutes in, and you have to do this really crappy hold down the rewind. You hold down the left. That's so dumb. Mouse button and you know move it, move the mouse to the left to scrub backwards. Yeah. But it takes forever, and it it just gets stuck as well because it's not actually rewinding anything yeah you know and it's digital every now and again it'll right. just freeze oh that sucks so then you have to stop and then do it again to get it moving again you know i'm trying to think of just, a good reason uh, why to include that mechanic and i just can't think of one the, no the only reason i can think is either it was too technical to make it like a youtube clip too technical you know and i just, i don't know it's I, surely it's more not, technical to make it play like a vcr at this point I don't know. It's just a really just weird, so and it's not. It's, it's not retro. Like it's got to be because it's like retro feel to it. Yeah, but it's not a retro story. It's, yeah. This is all set in 2017. Oh, really? That's stupid. Yeah, 2017, 20, either 2016, 2017, or 2017, 2018. I don't. So know. it's not. It doesn't even make sense from a feel point of view because you're yeah. on a laptop right. watching a video like you That's would on a normal laptop. That's bizarre. We haven't had. I mean, we've never had rewinding. I mean, you've always been able to rewind video clips from the earliest days of QuickTime, but nobody's ever done it. Yeah, you it's you so just have a, a slider at the bottom, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Slide to the part of the video you want to watch. Right. I have no idea uh, why they chose this as a design choice. It makes oh well. the only sense it kind of makes is because it goes so slow. You can still read the subtitle text as you're going along. Yeah, I guess that makes sense to have it. So you, if you want to stop on a bit and, and search, because you can search by just highlighting the subtitle and right, then clicking right. search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to type in all the time. But that in itself doesn't make sense because you want to watch the whole clip. So there's right. you wouldn't stop halfway through watching a clip to search a keyword at that point. You might so see then, something that is important to you or something. I don't know. I can see the seeing the subtitles as you rewind being valuable from time to time, but not worth all of that headache. No, it it isn't. It really isn't. And it's not it's not a huge headache. It's it's only a problem when you get well 
in one of the big clips and the keywords over halfway through the clip. Yeah. Because you've got so much to rewind to get to the start. Because ultimately, you never want to watch the clip from halfway through. Right. So even that as a design choice makes no sense. It would have made so much more sense just to, when you find a, a clip with a keyword, it just starts the clip at the beginning. I'm assuming you looked in the options. There's no way to... Indicate. No, no, there's nothing in the options at all yeah, regarding that. There is no way to change the the how the game plays. That's so annoying. You know, and like I say, it is a on the whole, the game itself is excellent. You know, the, again, the stuff, and it's hard to describe it as a game, really. Yeah. Because I don't know how. It's it's. I find it difficult to say it's a game because it's it's the game is just searching clips you know right. it's just using keywords to find other stuff yeah. about what's gone on right i've been so when when i had to do some like work for my film polybius how i made a game um i called it interactive fiction and i don't know why i feel that's kind of a good way to describe it personally maybe maybe call it that from now on i don't know because yeah, it's not a yeah, game really and i don't believe my game. thing's a game right but you are interacting with it so yeah. i you know interactive fiction sounds kind of cool well, you, me. i mean you're like you're polybius you're interacting even less in this case because you mm. don't affect the story at all all yeah, you're you trying to find out what the story is right that's true that is true antonio did you play did... her story yeah, I really enjoyed it. I played it with a group of friends, and it was really fun afterwards oh, discussing our theories. I can see stuff. that being We all came cool. to a conclusion at the end, Yeah. but we all had theories we were pitching in and stuff. I playing it with a group of people. Mm, it was very yeah, I also, I also think this particular story won't be as vague as her story. I think it's going to be a bit more clear-cut. Okay. You know, or not as up for interpretation as to what's happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but up to now... It it certainly feels more clear what's going on than it did with her story, you know, at this sort of point. Yeah, and that's cool. Like I say, the voice acting is is absolutely A1, and so it should be because they've got, you know, Hollywood actor-type people doing all this. Yeah. So there aren't any... There is no duff acting in this, in this at all, you know. Everyone's... It, this... Part of me played it today was... I don't know whether I'd just rather have watched it as a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Do you know what I mean? Just put it all in chronological order. Yeah, it's a good question and because just, I mean her story was great, but I don't know if it was really better as an interactive thing or if it would have been better as a movie just as it was. You know what I mean? It's I mean it's cool in in what he's doing, you know, in so much as you're kind of piecing the story together for yourself. Yeah. And I'm and I am sure that at some point there's going to be a twist or, I mean, something happened tonight. I'm not entirely sure what it was. I put a certain keyword in and then something happened. So there's obviously, there's obviously some sort of trigger points right. in the meta universe, yeah, if yeah, you will, sure. by yeah. keywords that you're searching in the actual files. Right, right. Because I did something and then something changed and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Sure. But I'm not sure what it was. I'm like, I know something just happened, but I'm not entirely sure what. We got it. So the, there are there is other stuff going on, and I'm, and I get that. And like I say, the, some of the some the the revelation that I have found so far was been like, oh, and because there's these three separate sort of plot lines going on at the same time. You know, if you get a bit fed up of the one that you're, you know, researching at one point, you can switch to another one to see what actually how that interacts with the other bit you're looking at. Right. Because I got to a point with where I found out loads and loads and loads about one plot line, and then I was like, but I wonder how 
the other plot lines affect this you know mm-hmm. what have they got to connect them to this mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. i'm sort of going back to the original one and started searching on that because i had a few key so all i've separated on my a4 paper is like keywords for each plot line you know, to try and keep them separate. So yeah, that sure. rather than just writing loads of random words down and then right. I forget what they're... Because like I say, I've not searched all of the stuff. Yeah. So I've done three columns and in each column I've got like plot one, plot two, plot three and I'm just sort of writing keywords down for each particular plot line within those columns so that if I do switch to another one, I can remember when I come back to the other one where I, and crossing off keywords as I've searched them. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be very methodical about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's really really clever, you know. And I do feel like at the moment it's unfolding in a natural way. Yeah. So I don't feel like I've sort of searched stuff and and sort of found out stuff before I should have done. Right. Or that was too early, or that is completely unconnected to anything else I already know. Yeah, I think they probably do a lot of work to make sure that it unfolds. Not exactly the same every time, but that you don't get the good stuff until, you know, two-thirds of the way through or whatever. Oh, yeah. And and there is still, and I, and I suppose this is the game bit of it, there is always that sort of almost like a, not an adrenaline rush because it's not kind of that bigger thing. But mm-hmm. when you get, you put a keyword in and, and you've not seen any of the clips that come up. Right. You know, because he puts a little eye marker on it when you've watched a clip. So, yeah. you know, you've already seen that one. Right. You know, when you get that line of five, you've not seen any of them. You're like, ooh, oh, new now stuff. now we're getting into the new stuff. Yeah. Exactly. This is stuff I haven't seen before. So what's this going to add to the to the story? Yeah. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's a weird. It must have been very odd for the actors playing the parts. Oh, sure. Because you have to do all these weird pauses, you know, when the person they're talking to is responding. But you don't hear any of that. Right. Mm. When um when I was directing and doing work for Polybius, one of the weirdest things that the actors had to get used to was I said, all right, whenever you finish a bit of dialogue or a scene, hold for twenty seconds. Like yeah. what? Seriously, hold for twenty seconds, please. Right. And that's a you know you can do the choices and have you know it look. It is weird to do, but you know oh, you sure. need to do it depending on what you do. You couldn't you do get freeze frames actually. You couldn't do freeze frames. Wait, oh, did you? Antonio, yeah, yeah, you couldn't no. do f- freeze frames. It, you can but it all depends on the type of story you're wanting to do yeah. I, I that was actually a really big thing i wanted to debate upon because interesting you know yeah it, sometimes it makes more sense to have it be a freeze frame right but i kind of want it to the narrative to not stop i gotcha i gotcha even cool. if it does sometimes have that weird you know life is strange or walking dead thing where people just stand there going yeah, uh yeah, yeah sure oh oh I, I don't know ooh. <laughs> That, and hopefully like, they're not saying that over and over again. Ooh, ah, ooh. Hmm. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? Hmm. I'm currently working on a pitch for a sequel, and that is genuinely nice. something I want to think about, because when I played Polybius, and I noticed sometimes that, you know, the freeze frames were bad, or mm. when they were standing there, it looked a bit weird. Interesting. So, yeah, it's a weird thing. I know that's kind of unrelated to this a little bit, but I don't know. It's, it's nice to hear FMV games be talked about more, because I know it's ultra niche, but I've always loved them. I don't know why. Hmm. And with, um, you know, this and also Netflix and Amazon taking interest in it, I'm curious where it will go in the next few years. Oh, sure. Because I'm curious to find out if it's it's actually viable in terms is a way of telling a story or is it just, you know, a niche little gimmick? Right. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say is Sam Barlow, isn't it? I think the name of the guy you Indeed, yeah, yeah. He's, his writing is excellent. The scripting is really well done. 
I have you know, followed him as like a game director because he did um, yeah. Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which I really enjoyed. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was the lead wow. designer and writer of that. I never, because that's one of my favorite games. I love that game. I never knew that. Mm. How weird is that that I never knew that? Wow. Yeah. God, that is a revelation because I, had I love some that game. today on this show. <laughs> I know. I love that game. Um, makes kind of sense why I love it so much now, I guess. It's true. Well, yeah, I absolutely love it. But I think he's a great writer. You know, he's, you, you know, we've got the David Cages of this world who suck, who want <laughs> to be a great writer, but just aren't. They really aren't. They really aren't. And then we've got some, you know, a guy like Sam Barlow who's taking a medium which is film and then breaking it up into little chunks and letting you kind of decide how that plays out for you personally by what you search for. Speaking of David mm-hmm. Cage, did I tell you all when I was – I wouldn't have because it's just happened. Uh, <laughs> I start off the, my classes by talking about how we have to write every day in order to get better at writing. So I start mm-hmm. out by saying, okay, who plays a sport? And then they tell us which sports they play. And then I'm like, okay, how do you get better at those sports? And they're like, you practice. And then I say, who plays an instrument? And they tell us which instrument. How do you get better at those? They practice. And I say, who plays video games? And how do you get better at those video games? You practice. And since one student said, uh, what do you, I, you know, she raised her hand and I said, what are you playing? She goes, Detroit become human. And I was like, oh, someday I'll tell you about heavy rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. brilliant. She may have played that as well, because that's how she now, did. She, I said, "Did you play Heavy Range?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh, I got to talk to you about that someday." But anyway, uh, all right. So, anything else it. about her story? Sequel, The Time of the Days, whatever it's called. Telling lies. Telling lies, right? I definitely. I'll tell you what I will say about it, Duke. Go ahead. You should definitely play it. I will. I will. I'll play it when it's two dollars, and I have it three when years it from now. Two dollars. I mean, I'll play it. You know, I'll play it. But Look, support again, the developer. You like him. Yeah, support yeah, him. yeah, Buy yeah. yeah. Full price, well, right now, it's not. It's about time. I'm not buying it when I have no time to play it. Okay, so. But that on the other hand, enough. it is certainly going to be no stress, right? Like it's not a stressful game in any way. So. Oh God, no. There's that's no a selling point for here and now. That's a good thing to know. So yeah, there's, <laughs> there's definitely no stress in it. Is it on Steam? Um, is it well? Sorry, is it on Steam? It is on Steam. Yes. I'm surprised yeah, I, I haven't my seen it because I, I, I watched right the Steam new releases and I guess I just missed it or something. Anyway. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It is on, it. No, it's not an Epic Games exclusive and any of that nonsense. All right. So you're done with that? I am. In that case, I can talk about the other game I've been playing this week. They had okay. a free weekend for Kingdom Come Deliverance, and oh. I've heard about this game a lot. And it comes up every once in a while in the Ask Reddit threads for gaming suggestions. So when it was a free weekend, I was like, oh, sweet. Now, what I hear about it all the time is that it's hard. It's really unforgiving. This world is cold and it doesn't care about you. So I was like, all right, whatever. Here's a fun little quiz. It's kind of a quiz. Here, look, I'll play the quiz song. So it's, it's time, time for the quiz. quiz. It's, it's time, time for the quiz. quiz. It's a mini quiz. Uh, Question question number one. Uh, What happens at the beginning of Witcher 3? I don't remember, actually. Uh, You're riding a horse, I don't know. (laughs) Stu, do you remember? The beginning of Witcher 3 is where Garol's training... Siri. Siri. Cameron. Yeah, that's correct. Running around the car. I had to think about that, though. Yeah, I know, right? It's exciting. All right, next question. What happens at the beginning of Skyrim? Uh, Oh, you're on that. 
You're going to get your head get get yeah. headed. On a car. And then a dragon attacks, right? Well, at this yeah, game, right. there's this long, slow cutscene, not even of you, but of your parents, one of whom is a housewife and one of whom is like a blacksmith or something, and they're talking about how you were up late the night before, and then you came home drunk. And then your dad is like, you better go wake him up. And so the mom wakes you up. And then it's like, oh, where were you last night? And that's how you decide if you're going to have extra points on agility or strength. And and it's just such a slow opening scene. And then your mom's like, you better go see your dad. And then you finally get to the actual first quest. And it's just like, why is this go so slow? So whatever. That was frustrating. Um and there's this long like cutscene that like takes you around the castle grounds. It's like, look at the castle. It's like, okay, it's a castle. Fine. Um, so the first quest you're supposed to do is go get money from this dude that your father made some tools for once upon a time, and then he never paid you for them. So, okay, in order to get, and then he wants you to get some supplies and then come back home, right? But in order to get the supplies, you need money. So you have to go get the money from this dude. And when you go talk to him, he's like, fuck off. I'm not paying you anything. Your father's an idiot. Just leave me alone. So it's like, okay, now what do I do? And so you ask him again, like, hey, I need that money. And he's like, all right, that's it. And he starts punching you. So, okay, you're going to have some combat. The combat in this game is jank as crap. It's so slow. It's so, like... You know, I guess they're trying to work in the weight of the weapons and the weight of your hand. But it's really hard to tell what your opponent's doing and what you're doing because it takes a long time between when you push the button and when you actually kick the guy. So I I got my ass kicked. And then he's like, yeah, don't that be a lesson to you. And then I went wandering off. And then it's like, go find your mom. She'll patch you up. So I went to my mom and I was like, okay, patch me up. And she patches you up. And then I'm like, what do I do now? And it said, you'll have to find some other way to get the money or, or whatever, get the tools back. And I was like, all right, I don't know what that means. And so I tried to pickpocket him, and that didn't work. He's like, get your hands out of my pocket. And then, uh, but I couldn't, like, have the dialogue engagement again. You know what I mean? Every time you go to someone in Skyrim, you start a dialogue, you'll get that dialogue even if you, if the person tells you to fuck off. You can still say, like, hey, you sure you don't want to give me that money, right? But in this game, I just I don't I didn't know what to do. So I, I snuck into his house and then I was looking around and there's like a locked, you know, chest in there. And then it says, you'll need some lock picking tools to get into this chest. Well, how am I supposed to get those? I don't have any money. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, sucks. So I went back to the guy and I was like, you know, trying to engage him again. He's like, leave me alone. And so I hit him. And then he's like, all right, one ass kicking wasn't enough for you. And then we started fighting again, and I, I finally got the hang of the combat, and I managed to beat him. And then he goes, and, and then it comes up with, like, he's surrendering. What do you want to do? You can keep fighting. You can um, let him go disarmed, which he was fighting hand-to-hand, so there was nothing to disarm, but whatever. Uh, or the other option was, like, kill him. Or, no, no, keep fighting, let him go disarmed, or just let him go. And I was like, well, I want the money, so I guess I should let him go disarmed. And then he'll say, here's the money or here's the tools back. But he didn't. He just ran off. And I was like, okay. So I went to find him again in order to, like, talk to him some more. Maybe there was another way to talk to him. And then I killed him. I accidentally hit him and I killed him. Yeah, you nasty, horrible person. (laughs) I guess so. It's like, what? How did... 
I don't understand. And so I killed him and I tried to take the, I took all his clothes and stuff off of him and I got the, he had the hammer on him and then the nails and stuff were in his house. Because of course when you take him, when you kill him, you get his keys and stuff. So you could open up the trunk and everything. So I go to his house and of course it's like, you know, it gives you this tool tip. It's like, hey, you might want to, you know, if someone finds this body, they're going to whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't, I'm thinking about quitting right now anyway, but whatever. So I go to, I get the stuff back and obviously I can go back home. But now I'm like, okay, I want some bandages because I got hurt in the fight and there's no, you can't heal during combat. You got to watch out so you don't get killed during combat and you, you should know, you know, the, all the help screens are full of this stuff about like, you have to know which enemies to engage and which ones to stay away from. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So bandages are the only real way to heal up other than like sleeping and drinking health potions. So I go to buy some bandages, but I still don't have any money, okay? So I go to sell this dead guy's clothes, and every vendor is like, oh! First of all, it comes out of the vending menu, and the guy's like, oh, this is stolen! I'm not buying this! And at that point, I was like, you know what? I just want to say, fuck this game, I'm done. (laughs) Uninstalled. You got further than I did in that game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I did the first fist fight, and I saw what this game was going to be. I went, this is not for me. It's really not for me. Do you know, some me. people absolutely love this they game, do. don't they? do. I know. And I'm, I'm I have like, a friend who loves it, yeah. Why would you? I don't get what's lovable about it, but I guess if you... First of all, a lot of the reviews were like, I love history, and it's all based on this particular time in European history, blah, 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 which is fine. Um, but the gameplay was just so slow and dull, and I was just like... It's, I mean, if I could have made it work, even though it was slow, I might have kept going, but it was just so clunky. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this it's meant to, It's meant to be going for ultra-realism, though, weren't they? Yeah, the that's what I want in my stuff. video games, is something very realistic. I, I play games to escape from reality. Come on. Yeah, I, so anyway. I mean, I'm watching it here, I'm thinking, nah, nah, it's probably not my kind of game. Nope. If anybody out there likes Kingdom Come Deliverance, holler at me, because tell me what you love about it, because I don't. I think people do genuinely like this oh, game. Yeah, I mean, it's got a mostly positive or very positive on Steam review section. So, yeah. I, you know, that's But it's cool. because it's rock hard and people are like, eh, it's because you guess. suck and you're not well, very good at hard I games. did that's suck at problem. it. I mean, well, I mean, to be fair, I killed the dude, so I didn't suck that much, but... <laughs> I sucked at selling illegal goods. Maybe I just didn't find the fence. There's probably a fence in town that I gotta find and be like, "Hey, man, check out the." And besides, it's not stolen. I didn't steal it. You can't own something if you're dead. Well, you did kind of steal it off his <laughs> dead body, didn't no, you? That's not be stealing. Honest. You can't own something kind if of. you're dead. If you're if you're you know it belongs to your next of kin. But this guy was a drunkard. He hadn't had any kids, so whatever. You're so callous. Yeah, that's me. Callous Duke. That's what they call me. <laughs> callous Duke. All right, Antonio, uh, you're up. Yeah, Antonio, over, back over to you. Uh, a little bit of CTR. I think I talked about this last time I was on the show, I think. Oh, yeah. And what's CTR? Uh, Crash Team Racing. Oh, that's right. The Nitro Field one on PS4. I do remember. So I didn't play this for a while because they added microtransactions oh, into boy. the game. And I, I rubbed me the wrong way, man. It's a kid's mm. game, and I don't like having microtransactions in kids' games. Well, no. Like, have you seen NBA 2K20? There's literally a, a pachinko-style-looking machine and a wow. slot machine oh, my God. in it to get cards. It is really pushing the barriers now. Yeah, I mean, expect that, which is weird when you consider how much furore there is around gambling in games and all these countries' governments are getting involved and God knows what. You'd think they'd be trying to tone it down, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm, but 2K and EA, they don't really care. But you know what? I, 
um, I saw the new track, the Spyro Circuit, and yes, Spyro's in CTR, and I was like, let's jump back in this. And ah, there might be microtransactions, but this game is so dang fun. I just love... The online is still a little bit rough around the edges. There's no ranked mode, so you're either in dead first or dead last. Mm-hmm. it's there's no good like ranking system mario kart 8 it has like you can earn num- like you can earn points as you play right. so the better you get the better players you're going to be playing against ctr online has none of this so like for example i played with my youngest brother and just to see like how it would be online and yeah it it was completely unfair <laughs> who he was getting put up against and that's no fault of his own that's the game but when you get down to the nitty-gritty of the gameplay i just love how it controls i love just doing time trials and beating my own time trials and beating um you can um how do i describe it there are two uh, types of time trials you can do entropy or nitrous oxide there are two characters in the game and it's basically hard and medium difficulties mm-hmm. so um you can do a time trial you establish a time and then you have to beat entropy if you want to unlock nitrous oxide it's but you know it's, t- it's racing against a ghost i guess the best way of saying it right. and i just love doing that so much it is a bit weird that you have to race a like do a race and then unlock the ghost so for example say i race the track in two minutes which i've done and then nitrous oxide's time is two minutes 15 i have to do two more time trials to get to fully beat it it's really weird i don't like that that's bizarre so yeah i don't know it's a bit weird there's a lot of little things that annoy me about this game but at the end of the day i bloody love this game it's just activision and the microtransactions and the nitro fuel points so you earn points by doing challenges to unlock characters such as spyro and cars and i noticed when they added microtransactions it was harder and more expensive Uh to buy characters so example a character used to cost you three thousand coins now they cost you six thousand wow and i think ten thousand coins is i believe eight pound it's roughly Mm. around that ballpark yeah so it is quite bad but the game itself i adore so dang much and hopefully the free content keeps coming because i don't really care about the skins it's just nice to have free tracks every month to race on and hopefully they fix the online soon add some bloody ranked mode or something just so that if i want to play for fun i'll play in a random match but if i want to try and win you know same rocket league it'd be kind of shit if it was just public matches you know yeah sure you want a bit of rank sometimes well yeah but yeah ccr i love it yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like they've, they've almost gone back to like the old arcade days. You know, you get to play the game, but if you want all the extra shit, you've got to either grind forever or it pay really some is. real cash. It's Maybe either grind forever or do odd challenges such as, you know, com- the weirdest one for me that I did to try and get Spyro was complete a race fully reversing, or like do a lap fully reversing. Wow. So the way to do that is go on easy mode, Go to nine laps or seven laps. Destroy mm. the the yeah, easy AI. Right, right. Then the last lap just you know reverse the entire way. Maybe they're gonna do ranked matchmaking as like an extra bonus thing that you buy your way into. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, it is possible. Say it, it is so. possible. It's just weird. Um, yeah. The only I am gonna mention Beat Saber slightly. Oh snap! Mm. I uh, nearly played that today, but I didn't have enough time. Because. Uh, I have been looking. There's p- some peripherals uh, you can buy what? that right. you attach that you attach to the bottom of your quest controllers. What's this about now? I thought it was the hand. The hand dealies were perfect for it. They are, but you. But can... there's something where it makes it even more perfect. <laughs> it makes it feel so. It's a little. It's kind of like the bottom of a. I don't know, lightsaber, I guess. Oh, looks a bit like that. And you just attach them to the bottoms of your 
of your controllers. And, and how much is this things. waffle now? It's about 20 quid. Oh, my God. You've got to be about shitting me. Four. I haven't purchased them yet. Yeah, not I'm, yet. I'm just, right. Oh, don't lie I'm to me. You're thinking about it. I mean, hey, look, dude, I bought a fucking missed book. So, so I why would you, you want to? Because I could think of a reason. <laughs> I just want to hear what you think first. Uh, it adds a bit more heft and weight to the controllers. And this week, when you, what I've started noticing when you're playing, especially the faster games, like the faster games, but the faster tracks... Uh, the the controllers do slide in your hands, you know, when you, especially when you start getting a little bit sweaty. Mm. And I have had a couple of times this week when I've been playing the actual. It, they have a magnetic battery cover on the, on the Quest controllers, so they say so it kind of just slides in place and it uses magnets to hold it there. And I had one of those come off halfway through a track, which is a little bit annoying. So that okay. that happened also this week. So the, uh, the reason and, I was going to say. Is that when I play on the PSVR, I hold the controllers at the like right bottom of the controller, so I can use mainly yeah. just my wrist and do you know crazier moves. Which, yeah. I, from what I've seen, you can't really do on the Oculus Quest controllers. You can, you can, but the, I think them. the trouble is they're very, very light. You see, you've got the other end of the scale, which is the Vive controllers, which are so heavy, it's ridiculous. My views them for Beat Saber. Yeah, and they're huge. They're absolutely enormous things. Uh, so yeah, they're okay for Beat Saber, but they're just really, really heavy and not very nimble. So you, for doing quick stuff, you, you've got to swing these huge controllers around. Uh, at the other end of the scale, the, the Quest controllers are very, very light. They're literally just a little bit heavier than the weight of the batteries. You know, these things don't weigh very much at all. Um, but like you said, if you have like proper handles on the bottom, it suddenly changes the the, the nimbleness. And, you know, and the, like you said, those quick wrist movements, etc. And also mm. would extend the sabers, so you get a bit more length on your sabers. Huh. So that. I mean, that... I won't know until I play it on the quest myself. So I'll have to come back to you on that one. Are you are you coming to EGX this year? Uh, yes, yes, I will be. Uh, uh, well, I'll, for I'll be bringing the quest, so I'm guessing you can have a go. There you go. You. you can have a go. Uh, but one of the favourite tracks I've been playing this week is Tricky it's by Run tricky DMC. Rock around and rock around, that's right on time, it's tricky. And it's it's just got a really nice flow. You know, when yeah. you're playing the the track, is it flows really really well. Cool. Where would you say you are now in the skill range? Because well, I'm gonna be jumping back in tomorrow, and I haven't played for like four months. So I'm gonna be like expert. I need to get back into it. You know. So where would yeah, you say no, you are I play, right now? I played literally everything on expert. What's kind of interesting though is, I've not I've not played properly for probably about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Not had a really good session. And you get rusty very quickly. Yeah, I'm scared about that. Because <laughs> like, when, when I ever get... play Guitar Hero, I need like, a song or two to get back into it, because it's been so long. Yeah. You know, so the like, tracks that you just blasted, uh, what, I think, what I think you find happen, like, what, or what happens for me particularly, is when I play a track that's difficult, mm-hmm. I start thinking about it rather than just doing it. You know, when you've been playing it for a while, you stop thinking about it and then just do it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're actually, you just, like, your brain just does it. You're not mm. actually consciously doing it. And and by the time I'd sort of been playing for about half an hour to an hour again, I was back in the flow. And okay. when, when I got back on the tracks that I maybe struggled with when I first went back on it again, I was sort of getting new high scores and stuff. 
Good so it, it is kind of interesting, but you do get that. Like I said, what I found this week is if you don't play it for a bit, you get rusty very quickly. Mm. And it, it is that. It's just that reflex, isn't it? That hand-eye coordination and sort of speed. And mm. I don't like the tracks where they switch it up too much. I prefer the ones that are more rhythmic. So okay. a lot of the, the custom tracks are quite rhythmic and they get into patterns. So there might be four or five different patterns throughout the track and you sort of, you know, and it's it's kind of nice to have that pattern to play with. Mm. Uh, but Tricky's, I mean, have a look on YouTube at Tricky. It's such a nice track to play. It just flows so well. It's fast. And I, I, I find the faster tracks easier than the slower tracks. I, I find the same personally, like in any music game in general, really. I don't know. I find it more easier to keep going fast than to slowly think about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I was weird when you play like Shatter Me or Tricky or any of those tracks that go really, really quickly. When you then go back to a track that you used to think was quite quick, it feels so slow. Mm. And you're like, wow, this is so slow. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, still like, absolutely excellent. Uh, I don't know what I mentioned, but I, Peter's bought an, an Oculus Quest He now, did, so. yeah, because he added me on yeah. Oculus. Because I have um, a, a, a Samsung Gear VR, so I have to have an Oculus thing on there. And yeah, he added me. Yeah, yeah. So I am looking at the quest, man. If I do get this job traveling, because I can't take very much with me, you know, and I want to take some games apart from the Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah I'm looking at that. Looking at uh, I did, I'll tell you what else I, I, I did on it this week. I had downloaded Next VR, which I think is on uh, PlayStation Store and also on the Oculus Go. Oh, yeah, is which, that a video thing? Yeah, it's like 360 videos. Yeah. Some of them are just incredible. They're, they're all they're all in like ultra high definition. And they look amazing, like, and they've got so much stuff on there. I watched the first act of the Russian Nutcracker Ballet. <laughs> not, not because I'm particularly interested in ballet, but it's on there, and it's like they've fully got Act One and Act Two, and it's like nearly two hours long, and the the camera's right at the the front of the orchestra, you know, looking up at the stage, mm. and it's it's like being sat in the audience watching the Nutcracker. That's kind of cool. It's, it is cool, and it, and then they've got like loads of WWE wrestling on there. Yeah, I swear that it's like years out of date. I noticed. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. But you know what? It's still kind of cool. And they've got obviously a 360 camera set up in the corner of the ring, and they've got some set up on the way down to it and outside of it. Uh, there's some really cool music stuff on there as well at Ministry of Sound, and they've got uh, like a bit of a documentary on clubbing in Japan and all that kind of stuff. Oh, funny so. But there's loads of it, and it's all completely free content. You know, you don't have to pay for anything that's on there. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. cool. There's a bit of a distraction and a bit of a like, oh, this is kind of cool. And it it does give you an idea of what VR telly would be like. And there's um, they've also got some Wimbledon tennis on there. So you can liken it's at the back of the court, but obviously at, at court level. And I, I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, if you were a massive fan of you know tennis or football or whatever it is the sport you're into people would sit and watch that shit with a vr headset you know like they sat at court side or sat at the edge of the football pitch but is, or I mean, whatever I, look that's nifty and fun and cute and everything but again like is it i mean ballet is a little different i guess maybe if you could be on the stage or whatever but like for most things it's not going to be wildly different in vr than it is watching it on tv oh no it is totally different no. It is. It is, Duke. It's unless you've experienced. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let me let me say it this way. 
it's not hard to explain. It is literally like you're sat in the audience watching the show. Right, but what I'm saying is, aside from screen. the stuff that's right in front of you, do you benefit from that other 270 degrees of stuff? You don't want to look back at the person behind you on a regular basis. Who cares? No, but it's, it, it is like watching a live performance, though. It's it's uh, less like watching a TV screen. I mean, again, like, like, like for ballet, I can see that being interesting. But for like a yeah. football game, come on. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, people are like I mean, I'm not stuff. a sports person anyway, so like maybe I'm just the wrong person to ask. I went to a baseball game recently. I was bored out of my mind. Like, I'd, like to, I'd like to have a, a VR F1 one where you get to see the cars come by for like three seconds every every lap, you know. Get the true experience of seeing it live. I know, yeah, that is exactly what it's like. <laughs> Are you joking? Yeah, no, he is joking. He, okay. That's what it's like, what you need. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, like, pay that much money and strap on a goddamn helmet for three seconds of cars going by. <laughs> yeah, but that Jesus. that that wouldn't be a thing. They would have if they were going to do that. They'd have to have you could stand uh, there and get hit campers. by the car. No, they'd have them. <laughs> they'd have them set up on the cars and right. all around the track. So you could be like riding on top of the car. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Look, like I said, it opens some interesting possibility. I think the idea of See, like – right, wait a minute. No, no, no. Stop. Let me finish what I'm saying. I think okay. the idea of like setting them up on a boat that's going around Antarctica, like that I think would be really interesting because then you would want to look around 360 degrees. But watching a fucking football match, it's, it's all right in front of you. It's the same as if it's on TV. Let me put this to you, Antonio. I'm guessing you're a – are you a Grand Prix fan? Is that what you're into? Oh, no, I was using that as an example. But let me put this in. Imagine you were a massive F1 fan. Okay. And they've got a 360 camera set up on each, like, car in the race, you know, just above the driver's head. And you could, during the race, could switch between drivers when they're doing overtaking or whatever it is they're doing. There must be a market there. But we're just not the right people because I'd rather see, you know, real life, you know, I'd rather have a 360 view of a deep sea dive or something than, you know, a 360 now, view of Wimbledon now, match free. Yeah, but what about this, Antonio? What if it only showed you the crashes from inside the car? That would be <sighs> cool. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it would. Now we're talking. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know the highest rated, sort of the highest profitability of making 360 content. That's in the adult industry, but that's just me. Just saying. I know the reason why a lot of people buy headsets. I'm just saying. Yeah, I do. I do think there's definitely a market there for stuff like sports, you know, like implemented in the right way. You know, they, they did Billy Eyelash, as we like to call her. Uh, Billy Eyelash did a live concert on Oculus venues this week. Oh, Jesus. So you could go and watch Billy Eyelash. I, I know it's Eilish, by the way. There must be a market, but I just don't think it's us. I, you see, I'd be interested in watching that stuff. Well, so it might not then. be necessarily yeah. you, but I'd, I'd be interested in watching great. stuff live on, in VR. I have played about the next VR. I, I played with it when I first got my PSVR. I went, oh, this is cute. How to load the porn? And move <laughs> on my deck. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're interested in. Oh, now of course. By the about, way, man, I got done with one of the things I needed to do for the uh, homework this weekend. <laughs> now I can tally the assignments. Uh, Biscotti Monsters literally just put in the chat what I just said to you and about the F1 thing. Yeah, hey. well, there you go. Then. Again, he's he's maybe the Biscotti Monsters part, is the target audience there. Go but get them, Biscotti the F1 In the F1 car, able to look around from the racer's viewpoint. That is eh. pretty much exactly what, what I I'm just I'm going said. fast. Oh, I'm still going fast. Ooh, i got to turn right now. Uh, I'm sorry. It just doesn't seem interesting to me. That's, just, that's not my jam. 
Yeah, but if you're a massive F1 fan... No, but I'm not. So you have to tailor it to me. Let me tell you what it would do for me. Here's what it would be. Here's what it would be. You ready? If you could be at the Go World Championship, like the Hanimbo Cup... Oh snap! And you get to see the the you get to be at the table where the scorekeeper is. You like watch him put the stones down. Oh my god! I'm joking. That would still be boring I to know me. But, you're joking. but it's something more up my alley. So. I, d- I do think there's a. I think personally there is a market for this sort of well, stuff. Well, that's fine. All right. Are there any there other video market, games we want to no, talk about? I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else have any other video games? Uh, uh, I got one. Go ahead. Yeah, go on, go on, Tony. I haven't got anything else. That's it for me this uh, week. A little, so I'm a big Game Pass fan. If something comes out on there and it seems even somewhat interesting, I give it a shot. And awesome. I play something called Creature in the Well, which came out a couple of days ago. Creature in the it's, Well. It's a dungeon crawling game where you basically, you can't attack anything directly. You have mm-hmm. orbs that are in each level. It's basically a dungeon crawler puzzle game. Room to room. You have a room. You've got to try and work out what that puzzle is involving balls that you have to charge up. The best way to explain it really is to watch gameplay, and I know that's shit for an audio medium, but literally, dungeon crawling, you've got puzzles, you've got to charge up little balls that carry energy, and the main currency in this is the energy that you collect through knocking down targets or destroying these turrets that are trying to shoot these balls at you. Sounds weird. Give it a look. It's really stylized. I love the art style. And it's really cool. If you have Game Pass on balls, PC... Balls, 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 balls. There it is. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't really say more than that. I'm about an hour in. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, it's best to give it a quick little look, and then you'll know instantly from watching it if it seems interesting to you. But I thought I'd give it a little mention. It's on Game Pass. Very good. Very good, good stuff. That's me. Oh, okay, dokie. We should do some news. Lovely. I can finally talk about the news. Putting news first. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Deadly Premonition 2 is coming to Switch. Oh, Christ. <laughs> is yeah, it Switch a... exclusive? It is. Oh. Is it actually? Yeah, it is, yeah. I, I think that makes sense, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo apparently have paid them a lot of money to put this on the Switch. And... Who wants some of those weird freak niche player money? It's From what we can gather, it's unlikely to come to any other console. Hmm. Like, so it's, it's going to be switch only because apparently the money they paid them they can pay to get out of but it's so much money it's unlikely that they'll do it okay so this is switch only uh swery is on board as director and writer uh-huh. but but it's a bit of a funny thing this because he's working on the good life at the moment uh which i've backed on kickstarter and i'm still waiting and that's been delayed till next year and this is also coming out next year. So that's a bit odd, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's called Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. Well, the game isn't. Hell. Oh, shut up. Nah. Uh, apparently we'll follow FBI agent Aliyah Davis as she investigates an old serial killer case in Boston. Uh Alias or Aliyah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, whatever. A mm. uh, new case also has a connection to a 14-year-old case in New Orleans that was investigated by Francis York Morgan, uh, the protagonist from the first game. Players will control both characters, it seems, uh, as their stories intersect and reveal clues about each other's cases. Okay. So it sounds kind of cool, people. Uh, art style-wise, it looks a bit weird. Have you seen this, Antonio? Yeah, I saw it on the direct, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, it's 
very it's hard to say really i just kind of went huh this doesn't look very nice they've gone kind of like almost like a cell shaded route yeah i don't know it didn't didn't personally rub me the right way but then again if you think about daddy promotion one it wasn't really a looker let's be real no it was not um incidentally that has also been released yeah, that was released uh, uh, during the direct. Yeah. Yeah, and they've renamed it. It's called Deadly Premonitions Origins now. Hmm, there you go. So that's what they've called it on the Switch, and also it says jank as fuck. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'll expect nothing less. I I nearly I knew, I was well. Had it been less than twenty quid, I might have purchased it. It was twenty five, I think. It was twenty five pounds. I'm like, mm, nah. Games on the I Switch am- are steep, man. In my opinion. Yeah, I'm not paying no £25 for a game that's goddamn 15 years old or whatever the hell it is. You can kind of forget it. Uh, so, no, I'm not I'm not buying this at that sort of price. It's ridiculous. But apparently the, one of the biggest janks, loads of audio just disappears as you're playing the game. So, you, <laughs> so, like, dialogue disappears, music just disappears and then comes back on again later. Uh, so it's very, very janky. Uh Something weird happened this week because there was a tweet by Sweary that said, oh, I really apologise about the, the game on the Switch. It's not my fault, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, oh, I'll have a look what he said about it. So I clicked on him and apparently we've been blocked by him. What? What? Which is very weird. <laughs> That's so bizarre. That's just bizarre. I have no idea why. Um... I'll tell you what he said. I'll put, I'll put him in, right? Did it's Chinny really tweet weird, something man. horrible about Deadly Premonition at one point? No. Yeah, I'll, I've got a, I have got a theory as to why we're blocked. It says, you're blocked. You can't follow or see Sweary65's tweets. So when when I try and look at his tweets, we're blocked, right? So that's a very weird thing. Why are we so blocked? Bizarre. The only thing that I can think the only reason that we could possibly be blocked is because every time Jason Gollaher has tweeted him, he copies us in on the tweet. Uh, maybe. Uh. It like, you know, he like puts us, you know. No, I know. He tag- it's called tagging. It's called tagging, Stuart. He tags us. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know I what you mean. It's just funny to hear someone name. who doesn't know anything about Twitter talk about Twitter. Well, he tags us in anyway every Right, time. but that seems bizarre. It seems odd that you would block someone. I mean, because maybe Jay blocked Jason Gallagher. That makes sense. But for him to... I've never heard of anybody blocking someone who's being tagged. Yeah. I've it's never so I've never interacted with Sweary as far as I'm aware. We as a Twitter account have never interacted with him. That's so strange. I wonder, so it's very Antonio, bizarre. do you know, if you were to just log out of Twitter on the website, could you still yeah, find people? Yeah, you can view him. What? <laughs> That's so funny. Just literally copy his address and put it into incognito mode and you can view his Twitter. Yeah, sure, so I'm blocked randomly by some like, people I used to like work for. <laughs> yeah, we know you're harassing okay. people, Antonio. So can, can I just check something, Antonio? If you... Yes. Uh, can you access Twitter at this moment in time? Yes, I can. I'm looking at it can, right now. Can you do at Sweary65 and see if you can see his tweets? Maybe he's just I can. I, I have. I've checked. Oh, Jesus. That's weird, isn't it? That is even more bizarre <laughs> then. Because I just thought, oh, maybe it's just some weird thing on Twitter that we can't see him for some reason. But no, we're blocked. He's blocked us for some weird... I even sent him a tweet, but I'm guessing he probably can't see that either. He wouldn't be able to see that now. No, because no, Sentiment Tweet saying, I'm not sure why you've blocked us. I, I support your games. I love Deadly Premonition, and you blocked us. What the fuck? I didn't actually put that, but very odd. We've been blocked by Sweary. Bastard. Yeah. 
I ain't even gonna fucking buy his game no more for blocking us for no reason that I can think. Just very odd. Uh, so yeah, that was that was some news this week. Uh, so yeah, deadly premonition. I say some news. Everybody seems to be losing a shit over it, but you know it could be shit, couldn't it? Let's be honest. Probably terrible. And then the other news this week is obviously another Japanese game, which is Yakuza Seven, which was announced months and months ago at April Fool's Day mm-hmm. because they made up this thing saying they were going to release this crazy fighting game or something, and it was all an April Fool's, but it was actual real footage from the new Yakuza 7 game, apparently, uh, which i kind of forgotten about until you mentioned it, Antonio. Do you know more about this? Because I don't know a whole lot about this. Uh, I just know that it's going to be turn-based and uh, half the fan base are like, why? But I, I can't wait for the five stages of grief with it. But thinking about it as a company, they've been making the same kind of game for 15-odd years now. It'd be nice to shake it up a little bit. And if anyone could do it, I'd, I'd trust them. Even though turn-based RPGs are kind of hit and miss with me. Um, there was an internal direct. I don't know if you have that in the news. Because that's where uh, a lot of this no, stuff came see, from. I'm not that big a Nintendo fan. The, you know, only the Deadly Premonition 2 stuff caught my eye. Okay, no, fair enough. So what do you what do you know about it? What do you know? I watched it. But I guess the I guess big ones. I watched coming to the Switch. Uh, SNES games are now available on the online service, and there's a couple other games. But that, uh, to me personally, Smash Brothers was there obviously, and that was quite big for them. But I, I don't know. Every time I watch Nintendo Direct, I get a little bit more sad. I bought a Switch because yeah. I just realized I bought it for Mario, and that's it. And I kind of feel suckered. Yeah, I play. There's, there's, there are good games on there. That are nothing I'm sure there are. Like Eight sure Hours is excellent. That's on Game Pass actually now. I've played that quite recently. That is a good game. I really enjoyed that. Such a good game. So there's, yeah, there are loads of good games on there. You know that are nothing to do with Nintendo, but it is a bit. Mine doesn't get used a lot. Millie plays it more than I do. She she tends mm. to take it upstairs and play stuff on it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, bring on Bayonetta three. That's what I'm waiting for. That was a big sigh then. I was just like, ah, paying out of three, man. Uh, other than that, there's not really been any other news, I don't think, has it this week? Oh, what yeah. a shame. Kind of it. So what's next, email? Uh, we have a email. One email this week. Oh. So interestingly, this is from Stu Leckie, who hasn't emailed for ages. So, so it's great to uh, have an email of someone we've not heard of in a while. So that's up, always buddy? cool. Uh, so Stuart says this great name, by the way. Great name. Uh, yeah, Stuart says this. He says, the future's so bright. Gotta wear shades. Fellas, long time, no email. My gaming time of late has been sporadic, to say the least. So for me, the Switch has been great, as I can sneak in some gaming almost anywhere. Uh, looking to the future, though, I wonder if gaming might fragment even more. Things like VR, handheld, mobile, etc., all split the gaming audience. Or does the addition of different types of gaming actually build the overall numbers of people considering themselves to be gamers? So my question is this, what next? AR gaming? More toys to life, VR stuff to really catch on or die off altogether. Um, yeah, or the big two to try handheld, as in I'm assuming he means Sony and Xbox or Microsoft. Hmm. You know what? I'm cool I, with what we've got right now. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, personally, from the handheld point of view, to start with that one, Sony's been there, done that. I don't think they're going to go into handheld again anytime soon. Unless it's a success, Sony doesn't give a flying fuck about what they've made. Because, yeah, the PSVR, sorry, PSVR, the PS Vita didn't do very well at launch, so they just dropped it instantly. So yeah. I don't think Sony will jump back into it ever again, because no. they, they either succeed and keep pushing their content or drop it nearly instantly. Whereas on the flip side, PSVR is the biggest selling VR headset out of all of them. And that's why they're still pushing it. And they're still pushing it, you know. And, and let's be let's be honest, some good stuff's coming to it, you know. They keep on getting good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, their exclusives are wicked. Yeah, there's a shit ton of content. If you if you want VR, the 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 sad the sad thing is, I guess it's the least. You know, it's 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 graphically it's fine because obviously it's got some power behind it. You mm-hmm. know, with obviously the PlayStation Four power in it, but the actual resolution and all that sort of stuff just isn't the greatest. It, it's good it entry just, level. It's good for entry level because that's what I used, and now I want to you know seek more. Yeah, I mean, I recently we went to Arcade Club again, okay. and they they have got a PSVR set up there. Mm-hmm. And I, play, I played it. And I was yeah. there. I, that's what made me think. Oh, I should give this a shot. Yeah, it's just like night and day, though. When once you've you've played like a quest or one of the higher, you see, even to the Vive, I played the Vive not that long ago, and I prefer the Quest so much more than the Vive. Uh, from it just feels less enclosed somehow. I don't know. It's just weird. But well, back, to, back to his question. I've played some AR games. Like I remember the Nintendo, the 3DS came with AR cards. That's right. That that, that went that went nowhere. I don't think AR currently is very fun for games. I mean, it, it could in the future, but I don't see how AR could be fun right now, personally. I think, I think what's weird is, you know, the, the, and I, I point you towards these, but reading more into them, they're not as, as great as they make out. But there's these Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which makes you think that they're going to be AR stroke VR. You know, they do both because they're Mixed Reality. And that is not the case at all. None of these, they're literally just VR headsets, but by different companies. And they all come under the, the sort of the operating system that Microsoft uses to make them work. Well, there you go. So the, the, I don't understand why they're called mixed reality, because none of them do AR. Ah, branding, I don't know. I don't know, it's just weird, because it does give that impression, but they're not. Um the Quest Oculus are definitely, I think, looking at AR as well as VR. I just think AR is a weird thing. And, you know, we had, was it Google Glass or whatever? Not Google Glass. What was it? HoloLens, wasn't it? The, the Microsoft thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. HoloLens. Ne- never really got done because it was just so in the, the cost of it was so prohibitive. You know, oh, I remember that E3 showing like a Minecraft thing in real life. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, that you could walk oh, yeah. around Minecraft and sort of sit, look at it from all angles, what you'd built and stuff. Hmm. But it never really took off, and I don't, I don't see a way of that becoming mainstream. I can see VR stuff becoming more and more mainstream. Like we said earlier, you know, I know it's not your thing, Duke, but live sports and stuff like that. I think people who are massively into sport will be into that sort of stuff. You know, so even if you're not gaming on it, I think there's other stuff you can do with VR, you know, to make it more interesting to people. But AR, I don't, I don't, apart from the, I feel like AR, just the novelty wears off very quickly. I just think it's more like a novelty than actually something that would be considered like proper gaming as as such. You know, Mm -hmm. at at best, it would be an add-on to existing games like the Minecraft stuff. 
no, rather than sort of stuff developed purely for AR. Yeah. You know, Millie had the iPad thing, which was AR, you know, is sort of used. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, Millie had that. She loved it, to be fair. But the novelty wore off eventually, you know what I mean? As funny as it was at the time. And it was clever. It was so clever. And then they released that weird interactive storybook. Do you remember that? Oh, Wonderbook. Yeah, I'm looking into Wonder that. Wonderbook. And you saw I like collecting book. like cheap tap from the 316 PS3 generations because they're like 50 feet. Yeah. I'm trying to find one of them complete because it looks so weird and so silly. Yeah, and you open the book, and each page had like an AR thing on it. And when the camera saw it, stuff would pop up on screen. Mm. That obviously wasn't really there, and you know. And then I, I think the nearest to to AR gaming we've got is like Pokemon Go, isn't it? Really? Mm, yeah. And most and people just turn off AR anyway because it, it saves a bit of battery. Did yeah. I tell you I had students yeah. in my uh, homeroom playing Pokemon Go during uh, the first homeroom, and they. He was trying to hatch an egg, and apparently in order to do that... I don't know anything about this game. In order to do that, you have to walk around. So he was pacing yeah. around the room over and over again. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, trying to hatch an egg. I was like, we well, didn't need to do anything, so I was like, all right, whatever. The minimum egg, I think, is two kilometers, so he had to be doing a lot of pacing. He had been doing... A, it was at like 4.98 or whatever it was, so he had to get to five. Uh, right. so it was just a little bit more. But I was just the like, biggest. Okay. I was going to say, the biggest positive you can say about stuff like Pokemon Go is at least it encourages people to get outside and do some exercise, doesn't it? That's true. If, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, if definitely. nothing else. Uh, I'm not sure what Toys to Life are. Do you know what Toys to Life are? Toys to Life is Disney Infinity, Skylanders, that kind of stuff. Ah, you, right, you, put, okay. you, put, you get a fig, uh, Amiibo is probably the most successful one, and Nintendo just kind of don't bother with it. They release an Amiibo every now and then, but don't really give any functionality. Uh, yeah, Nintendo was the only Toys to Life, so the Amiibo was the only Toys to Life brand that survived, and it barely tried. Because Skylanders and Disney Infinity, they tried hard, and both of them teetered out, and Avalanche obviously closed before getting reopened by another company. So, yeah. I don't know. I think Toys to Life has had its chance, and it kind of fucked up. I, I mean, don't know if it's fucked up, or I think it's, it, it still comes back to that it's a bit of a novelty thing, and once the novelty wears well, off, kids aren't that bothered yeah, anymore. I think that's a better way of saying it, because I think the, the only reason the Amiibo did well is because it's a little cheap figure of Mario, cheap figure of Pac-Man, cheap figure of Sonic, yeah. that you can, you know, scan to get a costume or something. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a friend who has a big selection of Disney Infinity toys, and yeah, they're just kind of there as figures now, he doesn't play with it, because, you know, games have a shelf life. No, so especially stuff upwards. that's novelty based mm-hmm. you know anything that's novelty based um, as for VR you know let's go to the one that is sort of starting to do really well the Quest is really doing well it's sold very well take a shot uh, every time you say that yeah Red Matter <laughs> Red Matter the game that I recently played has already I think in its first week it doubled the sales that it got on the other platforms combined Jeez. there you go that it was released on. I mean, if you're grabbing a quest, I think you are at least a dedicated VR gamer to a certain degree, you know? Yeah. So it, it is getting there, and I do feel like... I'm really looking forward to the, the new VR fishing game that's coming out. Have you seen this? No, I so, haven't. Uh, no. <laughs> it looks like just a total chill. So basically, there's this VR fishing game, but that uses real-life places. So it's, right. it's like... It is like being in the real place. You know, it's like being in the place where, where you're fishing. Yeah, we got and the idea the, of being in the real place. You don't have to explain what that means. Go yeah, on. but it's not what I'm trying to say. It's not graphics. It's it's the place. Um, 
And then obviously they've overlaid the graphics on top of that so you can fish there. And it looks pretty chill, you know, when you can sit in a boat in the middle of a lake or on a river or whatever and just fish with some nice... It has a built-in MP3 player that you can use in the game, but obviously that relies on so you. So we go from one extreme to the other. You know, Pokemon Go is getting people out in the real outdoors. is giving them exercise. Here's <laughs> yeah, a virtual yeah. fishing game. If you can't take the stress and physical endurance of fishing, here's a virtual fishing game. I'm lazy, but goddamn... That's even better, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, you can just virtually fish. <laughs> Hang on one second. So I'm going to chill. I'm going to yes, chill. Yes, I do play fishing. virtual golf, as the Duchess points out. But, I, you know, I'm not going to go walking around a golf course. And golf is stupid. Fishing's fishing's also stupid and cruel to the fish. But They're not know. real fish. You can calm right down. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, real fishing is cruel to the real fish. This game isn't, you know... Although, to be fair, I do try to be a vegetarian in uh, Minecraft when I can. Yeah, but let, lest, lest <laughs> so remind you, you, you eat fish. Well, that's true. But it's still cruel. It doesn't mean I'm not being <laughs> you cruel. You bloody hypocrite. Well, I, yes, I am a hypocrite. I'm not going to deny that. But that doesn't change the fact that I think it's cruel. It's just that I'm selfish. So Selfish <laughs> when it comes to shellfish. I <laughs> like the taste of fish. Yes, I do. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's where I am at the moment. Um, or are we looking at, or indeed hoping for, something completely new? I I don't know what they I'm could not. bring out new at the moment. The really. games are what's new. The the experience, these different gaming experiences, is new. I I'm sorry. I think that the lust for constantly having new forms of games gets in the way of people making good games. Just as the fact that like a good book has interesting characters, an engaging prose style, and a worthwhile theme or plot, right? I don't need a book that's uh, all the pages are unattached and you throw it up and then whatever order it lands in, that who cares? Give me an actual book I can put in my hands and read with my eyes. That's me. Yeah. Since you asked. Because, I mean, the only new innovation that's coming is a stage Stadia or Stadia, whatever the hell you want to call it. And that um, might be a game changer. I mean, you know, I was contemptuous when Stu recommended Spotify, but now that's all I listen to music on. So, okay, maybe if Stadia changes the whole game and we all buy our games through that, eh, okay. I'll wait and see. But it's only... But it's only a new way of delivering it. What you're right, going to get right, is pretty right. much the same as what yeah, you exactly. get on anything else. Right, exactly. It's just a new delivery system. Um, he says, or oh, maybe just some small incremental increases. Now, what I'd like to see... This is my personal wish list, yes. Is is just VR stuff getting smaller <laughs> and more compact and yeah, easier to use. Yeah, contact lenses, baby. Yeah, that's what we need. Uh, when it gets to that sort of stage, then it really will be mainstream. You know, once it's very simple to put on a, well, you know, maybe something it'll that's be smaller, mainstream. We don't know. I don't know. It will be mainstream eventually. It's maybe. getting there. Not if slowly. I have anything to do with it. I'm never going to be part of it. I'm sure you probably are at some point. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, I guess in the future, as you know, as microchips get smaller, even more than they are currently, you know, and it, it's easier to small makes things very tiny. It'll, there is one thing happen. I'd like to see a bit more, and this already is a thing. Um, so we talked about re- earlier about you know interactive stories, interactive games, you know, FMV style games. I'd like to see more screenings of them because um, the, my main inspiration for Polybius Late Shift mm. did interactive screenings of their games. Interesting. So that'd be interesting to see more, especially like things like film festivals. I know that's melding genres and getting away from the question, but that you see, you can, you can get it. 
you can get away with late shift mm-hmm. because it's not that long. So well, it it's is the length more, of a feature it, film. Yeah, exactly. But something like Telling Lies takes about five or six hours to play. Mm. Yeah, and it's that. not really made for that interactive, because it is interactive, but not in the same way, I guess. So it depends yeah, no, on no, the true. format true. of the FMV, doesn't it, really? Oh, definitely, definitely. But yeah, it's I do re- like FMV stuff, and I think it's... So uh, keep it up, people. Uh, he says, hope this email finds you all well and gives you some things to discuss. Too like, well, he definitely did. <laughs> so, it definitely did. It well, me and Stu discussed mostly about VR, and then you know, Duke was there. Once yeah. in a while, I turned yeah. up with a cranky comment. Yeah, and then Duke just, you know, derided everything. Kind of my thing. Kind of your thing. Um, and that's Indeed. kind of it, yeah. unless you guys have got anything else you want to discuss or mention nope. or say. It's say time out. for a shout out. Hey! I got to get this schoolwork done. We're done. Yeah, play Polybius. Yeah, play um, Polybius. Hey, you know, hey, listener, Alexa, listener, whatever. listener, listener. If you have an Alexa, Alexa, open Polybius. There Boom. You go. Just, there a minute, you go. just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. Okay. Alexa, play Polybius. Here is Polybius. Hey! Hey! There you go. There yes, you there go. it is. Thank you. Now I've had my that's my fee. There you go. There's there's my fee for coming here. Thank you. If you miss, you can hear me very quietly. And the question you just asked, please. Hey! All right, we're not gonna listen to him playing this online. I, I want you to play it, but for not right sake, now. Stop. Okay. Shout outs, Antonio. Go. Shout out to Alexa for opening Polybius. Hey. Uh, she's still going on. It's, still, it's you going on. You're still going on. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Flipping heck. Can't shut him up. He's on there. Can't shut him up. He's on the show. He can't shut him up, I tell yeah. you. Yeah. I'm everywhere, man. You know, I'm in the system. But yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And yeah, Alexa opened Polybius. That, that's me. Thank you. There you go. I just showed how easy it was as well, didn't I? Thank you. Your, money, your paycheck's in the mail. Thank you. Very simple. Of my zero dollars uh, I get from that game. Obviously, a massive shout out to Tara and Chinny, who were on their holidays and second honeymoon and stuff in California. Yeah. Uh, meeting Greg, I'm guessing. At I some hope so. Point. Well, they met him before, right? They just get to spend more yeah, time. Yeah, but with they're meeting now. him again, I believe. Yeah. I could be wrong. I they could, could come wrong. here and meet me again, but no, they don't want to come to cold ass Wisconsin. No, they want to go to sunny, beautiful California for some reason. Yeah, but you're in the wrong place. I know. Dude. I'm joking. In the place. But yes, big massive shout out to Ginny. I hope you're really enjoying your holiday or enjoyed your holiday or whatever whenever you listen to this. So Yeah. Yeah. Good times. And obviously big shout out for your one four seven, you clever right. bastard. The yeah. real shout out. And my shout out yeah. is to the Duchess because she rocks. And shout out to uh, everybody who's been listening and Antonio for coming on and Whoop. everybody who's been uh, responding to my Twitter questions. I've started putting out questions. I asked one about favorite fictional characters. So if you want to be engaged in the community discussion stuff, uh, oh, and I'll, you know what? I'll shout out uh, Pete Chin because he asked me a million years ago if I would add him and I guess, I don't know, somebody, I, I don't remember exactly who it was he wanted me to add to the VG Hub. But I'm going to redo VG Hub. I should have done it over the summer. I just didn't get to it. It was a crazy summer and now school's starting up. So I'll get to it one of these days. Thank you for your patience. And uh, yeah, that's my shout outs. Very good. I'll answer that question now. Yeah. Go. Okay. I mean, I'll do it on Twitter. You okay, to, oh, right. Check his Twitter for that, baby. That's it. We're done. Is that it? We're done. Oops, I pissed the wrong button.
Here we go. Eh. Alright, good show, people. Love good show. Yeah. I assume you couldn't yeah, hear my you... PC, really? No, no, at all. Good. Just so, what's your, what's your teaching book called, Duke? Because if I do get this job, I'd like to hear another it's perspective. It's called Class Consciousness. Ten things new teachers should know and veteran teachers should remember. No, thank you. It's a great book. Everybody should check it out. Why not? Especially, especially if you're going over to Japan. I don't know how much English. of my perspectives would apply to Japan schools, but you never know. It's better than, no, than nothing That's I know true. right now. Yeah, well, it is. It is. Sure. I mean, all right, guys, I got to get this school work done. Speaking of school, I got all this stuff okay, I got to okay. finish up. Have a good evening. Thank you for coming by. Okay. Thanks,